Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get caught, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. Welcome. It is a Tuesday, so we'll be joined by John Adams. Go ahead and hit that like button. Please hit like. If you haven't subscribed at this point, do so. And you know about the notifications. Click the bell and turn them all on so you get it. Because we got Cooper Mays coming down the pike. A big show as well. As I mentioned, John Adams will join us. And we're certainly looking forward to that. Should just be a matter of moments. But... Oh, we've got topics to talk about with John, and we've got quite a few good ones, we believe, uh, that we're going to dive into. One is uh, we're going to dive into this injunction against Tennessee. There's going to be a hearing on Tuesday. What do you think about possibly protesting that or uh, a sign of sign of support from the Tennessee faithful? We shall discuss. Um, also, uh, later in the program, we're going to talk about Rick Barnes, who apparently is okay with violence and some confrontation uh, on the court. We'll discuss that. It's Kelly Harper set for next year. John Adams and and I are hearing the same thing, that despite what the Lady Vols might do this year, that Kelly Harper is going to be the head coach next year. So a complete flameout might even do it based off what I've been told. And then the Vols running back higher. We'll discuss that in a 12-team playoff. Does it really matter if the games are as as exciting as this uh, year's Super Bowl, or would you prefer, which is the highest rate of all time, or does it matter since it's an elimination game? Is it just good 
quality programming no matter what. Caleb, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you doing, Dave? Never better. Never better. And let's go ahead and bring John Adams in here now. John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel, who looks fantastic as always. John, how are you, sir? Were you being sarcastic, Dave? No, I think you look great. Oh, okay. Thanks. How, how was life treating John? What? How was life treating John? Probably as well as it is you and Caleb. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know, John. I lost uh, a parlay the other night, all because Brock Purdy went over 246 yards. I hit seven of eight legs. God, Brock I, can't Purdy believe, I can't believe you bet that against Purdy. That's unbelievable. I'm just <laughs> All right, let's get off and rolling here. A lot to get to on the program, and we're going to start off with this NCAA Tennessee-Virginia issue. It is going to be four downs. It's brought to you by our friends at Dynasty Pools and Spas. If you haven't checked them out yet, you need to. They're in Athens. Great showroom. They bring you four downs because it's four seasons for every spa. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all-new showroom in Athens, Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs presented by Off the Hook Sports. Okay, so it'll be John, Dave, Caleb, and who else in the hot tub? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Jump on in. The water's fine. Uh, what down is it, Coop? Coop here. First down. All right, John. This injunction that they're trying to put into place, uh, Tennessee is, and the hearing's going to be on Tuesday, would essentially allow business to go on as, as planned. Uh, the NCAA most likely would just end their case altogether. This is kind of a one-way injunction. It could just mean Tennessee wins. This thing's over with. It could mean the NCAA gets to continue it on. So it doesn't really matter, I don't think, long-term. But to have it go away next week, how nice would that be? Well, I think it would be nice to Tennessee. It, it's, I mean, it's hard. A high-powered lawyer, that's expensive. So it's going to cost money. And I think there's always a concern about uh, – a quarterback, when you've invested so much money in Nico Yamaleava, I just think they might wonder if, if he gets tired of all this. What if he got just, you know, tired of all this court stuff and just, well, I'm going to transfer somewhere else. I don't think that would happen. But I'm just thinking it, it particularly in the football business, coaches worry all the time about things that can go wrong. So that, but I, I don't think any of that will happen. I think this will all end up in Tennessee's favor. Tennessee doesn't have anything to lose with this injunction. I don't see why it would be granted the injunction, but it doesn't have anything to lose. The the case ultimately will be decided in a court of law, but the NCA has everything to lose. I mean, if it rules, it can't govern. Basically you can't enforce your NIL rules. I mean, what power does it have? We keep hearing wild, wild west. This would be the wilder, wilder west. I, so I, I just think I think fans might react to it, but just because it's uh, and, and considered a loss if Tennessee doesn't win this, but it's just to me, it's not that big a deal for the for Tennessee. 
Caleb, even if Tennessee wins, I, I, I really believe that at some point there's going to be this sort of conversation, and that is, why are we wasting all this money? Let's find a way to exist, still have our jobs, and not worry about football. There's got to be a growing voice inside of those meeting rooms saying, we're just fighting an uphill battle, wasting money that maybe one day we could make. I think the problem is the flaw is embedded in the NCAA, which is that they can't exist without violating antitrust laws. And I think they know that. So my philosophy, my I think maybe the NCAA is doing this because the longer they can drag out the court cases, the longer they can stay in business and the longer their executives can collect some salaries. John, it's not the, not the worst idea in the world. I think the NCAA's goal really should be come out of to come out of this as sort of a uh, we always hear this term for quarterbacks a game manager. You're not a, you're not going to be in the enforcement business anymore. You but you can manage the tournaments, the even the NCAA basketball tournaments, the soccer tournaments, the volleyball tournaments. You've got all the stuff in place. You've been doing it for a long time. Just do that, but just. Stay out of the enforcement business. Yep, and I'm fine with that. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, the intern that you have to find something to do, um, so you can just go. I mean, seriously. I mean, just what type of interns were you working with? <laughs> well, no. I mean, there was a time that the poor kid wasn't the brightest in the world, and I said, "Why don't you just look at the internet?" I mean, what was I supposed to do? I mean, the guy couldn't hack it. Is that mean, John? I mean, he's... My mind is going so many different places right now. Like, like, but I would, I would say just do research and find anything on this dude. And this was back when the internet was slow. So it was like... I mean, so, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Just give the NCAA something to do. They can go start cleaning up the Mercedes-Benz Dome for the, the, the next basketball tournament they have in a venue that's a hundred times too big and makes for a terrible basketball backdrop. Do that. Go do that. Or go build an arena that seats 18,000 that you could have all the games in. Do something else. Just stay away from football. You butchered it for like 50, 60 years. I'm fine with your plan, Dave. Just not as passionate, maybe. And that's what bothers me about John. It's the lack of passion nowadays. <laughs> the lack of passion. Well, I mean, you, you know, I'm, no, I'm passionate. Wait, John, wait. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's the retirement age creeping in. What? No, I think John is like, John is like those. Oh, I'm trying to think of the SNL person that was, there were people on SNL that were so good at this, where they weren't that animated when they said something. They sounded so mellow and normal, and everybody else is laughing and they're keeping a straight face as if they said something totally normal. That's John. Yeah. yeah. Well, I pride myself in confusing people. Yes. Very good at that. John yeah. ro- reminds me of a young Kristen Wig. All right. What down is it, Coop? <laughs> 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 Uh, is there any concern about the NCAA investigation? John, you have to tell me if there's a 1% shred that Tennessee should have any concern. Okay, I'll tell you that if that makes you feel better. It'll make me feel damn good. Just tell me. Okay, yeah, there's a 1% chance that Tennessee's in really big trouble here. 
This is the first time I have ever said this, Caleb. And because I always say you don't want the NCAA snooping around, they'll find something. I think this is the first time I've ever said this in a quarter of a century of my career. And I think there is absolutely zero concern. Zero. Like I don't even think about let's talk about what if Tennessee got hammered by the NCAA. I mean, you and I have not even on our on our conversations that have been off the air, we haven't even discussed that as a topic. We haven't. Yeah. Um, it's funny. All three of us are journalism majors here on the show. And one of the things we all learned very early on in journalism is to avoid certainty at all costs. Right. And we're all certain still that Tennessee's not in trouble. So we're violating our own like oath as journalists because we know they're not in any trouble whatsoever. And there's nothing to worry about. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, this is not going to come down to, oh, we're going to take uh, eight scholarships from you and limit your recruiting travel because we know you like to travel. So that's what we're going to do. That's how the NCAA sounds. Did you know that, John? I do now. Uh, to <laughs> Caleb's point, I maybe, I mean, we went to different journalism schools. I, I never had to take an oath. <laughs> <laughs> the hypocritical okay, a, a figurative oath. <laughs> you've got to take the hypocritical oath job. i'm not i'm, not, I'm <laughs> gonna be i'm gonna be hypercritical that's right you had to take, take the hypercritical oath i agree but john if everybody here is vol fans as butch jones said okay i'm a parent and we all have children and aren't you looking out for tennessee i'm sorry I remember Butch Jones saying that in a press conference. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's the Hippocratic Oath, and then there is what John and I took, and that's the Hypercritical Oath, which is way, way different because that would be like a doctor saying it. Come in and you gain two pounds. Hey, fat butt. <laughs> What's going on with you? You're you're yeah. an embarrassment to your family and the yeah. human race. What I mean, else you, is going on? Do you hate your wife and kids? Are you trying to die early? I mean, what? Golly. Are you not going to be there for them, you big fat loser? I hope you treat yourself, your pets, better than you do yourself. Yeah, that's right. I bet you got a bunch of fat dogs. You yeah, fat they'll have old age at two. I just, there's no way that it has not even crossed the, my mind that this could actually be a thing in which Tennessee gets in trouble. That's the goofy part. They've gone from times that we thought probably not to now absolutely not. What down, Coop? Tennessee center Cooper Mays here, third down. Okay, so the injunction is on Tuesday. My number three question, and maybe dove, we dove into it. Why is this so stupid? John, you gave me a great answer the other day when we were discussing the topic. I guess it was yesterday. It's been a long, long run here getting back in Knoxville. Why is this so stupid? What are you talking about, Jay? The whole NCAA response. Well, it, it's a it's a drowning man. He's waving his arms, maybe screaming to somebody on the beach who's applying suntan and not even paying attention. Please, I'm drowning. Save me. And nobody's really interested in saving him. And so it, it's a desperation move, a Hail Mary, if we want to talk in football parlance. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's survival is at stake for the NCA here. 
It doesn't just want to clean out dome stadiums like you suggested, Dave. <laughs> I guess it doesn't just want to, you know, it doesn't want to just run a volleyball tournament like I think would be a good idea. And the basketball yeah. tournament. I'm fine with that. Pick the stupid venues that you hold basketball tournaments. You ever remember that NCAA, the SEC basketball tournament where Georgia won the whole thing because of the tornadoes and they won, I think they won eight games in a day. And the, th- the thing that was so amazing about it is they got booted out of the Georgia Dome and the tournament was better because they were in a small venue. I, I, you probably should mention their tornado did go through downtown Atlanta at the time. That's what it takes to make the NCAA look smart is some sort of calamity. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but this act- wasn't the NCAA, wife- to be fair, guys. This was the SEC okay. that did that. Yeah, I know, but whatever. But my my wife works <laughs> at insurance. That's that's an act of God. It takes an act of God to make the NCAA look smart. Caleb, do you want to just uh, skip forward on this one, or do you like? Well, I mean, I I you know I've always felt like coaches were the least smart people for their jobs because they stumbled up the ladder, and I got that wrong. It's people <laughs> running the NCAA. It's people running the NCAA are the least smart people who stumbled up the ladder. I mean, pretty sure, pretty sure here that I got 70-year-old John and 30-year-old John. All right, uh, John, your thoughts on what young John had to say? Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, the sports administrators, uh, I mean, brilliance is not a word that comes to mind. Just in general, I'm not saying there aren't some bright people, but through through the years, I've noticed some sports administrators, uh, the job as a whole it's not necessarily held by the best and the brightest. And I think also you're in, you're in a position where, I mean, we could say this about all of corporate America. Oh, wait, never mind. I, I work for a large corporation. Go, let's go on. <laughs> That's that. right. Get you both yeah. fired. Oh, you got a job waiting on you. Uh, Kaylin GBO, who's actually, that's uh, one of Kaylin DeBoer's um, fake accounts because he likes to keep track on other teams. No, it's not. But he says, uh, Derek, they thought Tennessee would roll over. That leads us to fourth down. Did the NCAA really go into this thing expecting zero of a fight? That'll be fourth down with John Adams, Caleb Calhoun on Dave Hooker, 60 seconds, dynasty pools and spas, four downs for four seasons of comfort. And having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard dynasty pools and spas their showroom is open in athens right off the interstate you can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market and then delivery yes they can do that's knoxville or chattanooga they've got complete support spa cover and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best they also have pool chemicals as well dynasty pools and spas amazing discounts for first responders military and even some blemish models that can save you a ton and no one will ever notice mention off the hook sports get five hundred dollars off mention off the hook sports get five hundred dollars off dynasty pools and spas go to dynasty pools and spas.com or stop by that showroom in athens dynasty pools and spas.com dynasty pools and spas cooper mays here Hit like and subscribe. All SEC Center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. Ultimately, and this is on the message board. Somebody posted this because I had another one ready. But fourth down is 
John, do you believe because of Tennessee's history of compliance, they thought Tennessee would just roll over? Do you think this is all surprising that Tennessee said bleep you? I'm certainly not surprising with Tennessee's response. After all, it did to help the NCA in a previous investigation. That's that hot. really gives that really gives the NCA absolutely no credit, which is kind of what we've been doing throughout the show. <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody said, you know, maybe they're having a meeting and somebody says, "Hey, what what if uh, Tennessee doesn't just roll over? What?" What if <laughs> and we're going to court what do we do then but probably everybody else in the room was preoccupied seeding teams for the bowling championship tournament and yes. so they just missed that yes this is the same organization that decided uh you should be able to get scholarships for fishing which you can in like kentucky and arkansas caleb any thoughts on uh, fishing for fishing for finances <laughs> this is the same organization that um accidentally you, you guys remember this john i know you do i was i was not born yet but uh this is the same organization that are you that one, out? Yes, go ahead go ahead and date us all uh Dave, at one time in history wait at one time in history they thought that they got surprised when the nit got more popular than them because they would only take the conference champions for ncaa tournaments that's how stupidly red they have been for a long time. And then they're like, oh, there's some other good teams who don't win championships, guys. Maybe we should put them in our tournament. There's I mean, the we got the voice, John. If you get the voice early in the show, you know it's going to be a good voice. If you get the uh, Mr. Magoo voice, you know Is you're that, paid. But was that – you know that sometimes people who imitate other people, no matter whom they're imitating, they use the same voice. Like, in other no, words – No, I've got like three. Caleb's I've got three imitate. good ones. Oh, really? okay. I, I he thought, hasn't heard like, my sanctimonious maybe... British accent voice yet, but that'll come. No, yeah. no let's hear it right now. I'm yeah, really here's Here's what we want you to do. We want you to tease our Patreon group because uh, yesterday was the deadline for winning week one. So everybody that joined in week one, they're going to be winners of the Patreon group. They can choose whether or not they want to celebrate 98 book or a shirt so let's hear you uh promote the patreon group which is going to have extended recruiting coverage people can join now for just 9.98 a month uh but let's hear you promote this in the british voice oh the patreon is going to be so great for us yes we've got so much integrity oh the integrity of our website is amazing <laughs> Good. All right. Join the Patreon group. Everybody, if you've already joined yesterday, wins week one prize. Uh, but we've got another great prize that we're going to be able to give away for Valentine's Day. So we'll do that drawing tomorrow. All you have to do is enter to win and get increased uh, recruiting information. And we want to interact with you and get your thoughts on topics. I've already written two columns based off input uh, from my Patreon group. And we're going to give away a Fire Opal Stud earrings set in yellow gold tomorrow. Now, I know you won't get it in time for Valentine's Day, but that's okay because John doesn't get his wife anything for Valentine's Day, and you'll probably get it by the weekend. I'm getting her a card this afternoon. You're getting her a car? Card, C-A-R-D. Oh. Uh, excuse oh, wow. me. Wow, way to go oh. all out. What? What group was Caleb 
uh, impersonating again? We're not I, sure. Okay, this, it doesn't land well because, and that's why I didn't want to do it right there, John. It lands well when we're talking oh. about sanctimonious people who think they're smart. I should have done it for the NCAA, honestly, because they're sanctimonious and they think they're smarter for everybody else. But yes. like in the moment, yeah. like that, you know, very posh people who think they just, these institutions and the power of the institutions are so important. And, you know, like when fans think that their school has a bunch of integrity and they brag about their school's integrity and their character or something like that, that's when it drops well, but it's got to be timely. Dave put me on the spot to drop it at a moment that it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I, hate okay. really, I hate to tell you, but it really never works. It Oh, it works. It works. <laughs> I, I'm sorry Dave embarrassed you. <laughs> yeah, Dave put me on the spot. He the really ghost Johnny Major says, John, the myth, the man, the legend. There is no question about that. And all right, so it's time for what the H, because I'm going to take this a step further, um, because the, the NCAA thing, I, it, we're supposed to love it because it's, uh, it is content, but it's kind of kind of goofy. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Do that right now. What the H is brought to you by our good friends at Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hawk. What the? What was he thinking? Release the house. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. Should there be a protest on Tuesday <laughs> on the streets? Tennessee. I, I, I'm dead serious. I want to make this oh. happen. And anybody that can help me. I will do this for you. You spread the word off the hook. Sports is calling for a protest. We are calling for people to have the big placards like they're on strike. And we want them to be on the curbside. Now, this isn't like a storm the Capitol thing. So don't get going in that direction. We don't want that. Uh, there are no weapons <laughs> needed. But we just want some people to hold up signs that says bleep you NCAA. That's what we're shooting for. Dave, when we were talking about this last night, I, I was kidding. I, I didn't know you were really going to do this. It's it's a good idea. What's wrong with protesters? That's what I well, our what is based on. What, what if somebody gets hurt? Nobody's going to get hurt because this is a non-violent NCAA oh. protest, unlike those ones back in the 40s. Okay, so these things always go according to plan. You know, did I ever take? Did you ever see that photo of me standing with strikers at Syracuse? They strike it outside this building, and it was the I get I forgot what season it was, but I was trying to get my picture taken with different groups and weird people, and I had it. I was holding a plaque, and I don't even know what they were protesting, but I was there with them. I have the photo. Yep. Okay, we lost some rating points there. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good one. What do you think, Caleb? Um, should, should we push for protesters? We can even start it today. Yeah, I know they're in they're in court there. Uh, here. Yes. Uh, Travis says they're already there. I think this is a good thing. I think I could get in the car and probably do the show from there. And, and not for any journalistic endeavor, but basically just to protest. Just go out there and, and stand with my... My big card, whatever it is. Or maybe I could use like a pizza board and be in the middle hey, of it. Do, do you still tell people you're practicing journalism now? <laughs> There's a big difference between talk show host and reporter, isn't there? 
Kayla, what do you think about a protest? Would that be good or bad for Tennessee's image? I think it would actually, I'm sorry, Dave. I think it would look sad. Um, and the, the reason it would is because you protest for things that are institutionally wrong. I think the institutions are going to work themselves out here in the courts. The courts are going to find the NCAA in violation of the Antitrust Act. So there's really nothing for me to think that there should be protested because, but because I think it's going to work it out. Now, if the courts side with the NCAA, all bets are off. Go protest. I think if the courts side with the NCAA, I think every college football player should refuse to play next year, honestly, and just bankrupt the NCAA at that point. Um, but I don't, I, it's hard for me to do it now when I think the institutions are going to side with the NCAA quick, funny history lesson, because we talked about violent or not violent protest. This is all about the NCAA violating the antitrust act. Well, as you guys who know, if you guys are any experts in gilded age history, the antitrust act was from an era where workers were walking off their jobs and they were setting their buildings on fire and hoping their owners that the bosses and the boss's kids were in the building with it when they did. I mean, that was basically the, that was the gilded age into the progressive era of America. And that was some fun times where they, you know, they just basically took a woodshed to their bosses if they thought they were mistreated. Yeah. Depending on when you're watching, it could be early enough to get your protest together. And here's what you do. If you're a Tennessee fan, I know this would be tough. You just dress up as an Alabama fan that's protesting unfair treatment of college athletes. <laughs> It's <laughs> a pretty good idea, well, isn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, that would fool them. Uh, it wouldn't take much. I would, I would encourage. I mean, if you're going to do this, why not just go to Indianapolis, where the NCAA's headquarters are, and protest outside their building? I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, you could carry the signs and placards and uh, protest against the NCA, and you could have your signs could say things like free Nico uh, and use other players. You could say uh, free Quinn yours. Uh, you could say, you know, because you want to involve other schools in this, even though he's not in trouble. Uh, so I would do that and also schedule crew meets to kind of put the NCA in its place, that kind of thing. I like it. Uh, John, this is uh, been posted on our message board. Could you read this please? Bama had a player knowingly spreading an STD. Now, this is where I got to get serious here, okay? I want to make sure. Are you, that, opposed, wait, are you opposed to that? Yes, that's where I draw okay. the line. Protesters no. cannot spread STDs. I think that's very important to stay away from that, Caleb. I mean, there's only one way to spread an STD at a protest, okay, guys? I mean, I'm just saying. It's only one real way to... uh uh spread an std at a protest but look i mean th this is honestly the truth i think if the ncaa comes and these meetings are happening now so if you're going to do your protest you need to go ahead and get your alabama gear on and get your placard board and get there okay so the protests are with your leverage now florida state tried to protest the college football new year's six bowl selection by just not showing up for the orange bowl i don't think anybody cared because i think we all are like what happened to florida state would have happened anyway so i don't think that really bothered any of us <laughs> that they did that um i do think by there the way, is a lot of anybody by the way is anybody glad this came up so that we don't have to continue to hear florida state being one go ahead caleb 
<laughs> yes. And they thought they showed up everybody in Michigan, uh, Alabama became like the highest rated bowl game in college football history. And so it's, you know, they didn't do any, wasn't worth anything. Now, um, could, as far as Florida State, I mean, as far as this protest goes, again, I think the leverage would be from the players because <laughs> they have the leverage. And if the NCAA doesn't come down the right way, again, college football, these guys produce all the revenue for every other sport there is. And, you know, my one of my big like soapboxes, a lot of them, I mean, there is a, you know, culture in America and it's fine. A lot of people say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You come from nothing. We're all about free markets. These kids a lot of times come from rough backgrounds and do that. And then all of a sudden some NCAA gets to step in and say, well, we need to take some of the money you earn so we can finance these other sports that nobody cares about. If they don't, if the NCAA is not careful, if I'm an athlete or if an, even if an NIL law is passed that limits the money that college football players can make, if I'm college football players, I in unison walk off the job and don't play next year. Well, now you say that jokingly and peaceful and patriotic is what we're looking for. Do you think there would be any sort of real protest among players? Because you had Dartmouth win a case against the NCAA. Do you think players might just up and say, and it's going to be the Ivy League snobs. I mean, it's not going to be the grunts that are lifting weights in the South. I mean, it's not. But it's some Ivy League snob could say, hey, well, you're selling all these fencing tickets. Stick it. Huh? I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting out of here um, because you are not, uh, you do not have my best interest at heart. Do you think that could happen? Brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han. They love in this segment. Enjoy life better when you see better local vision service for LASIK cataract surgery and regular eye examination. Can I tell you a quick story? Yesterday and Friday, my eyes were red and they also had the local vision center and I had some sort of a uh, little bit of an infection in my eyes. Look at my eyes. That's the best. I mean, that's the best endorsement I can give you. My eyes are perfectly fine. I saw them at four o'clock yesterday. Um, so uh, back on back on topic, John. Um, it just uh, it, it seems to me that you would have some athletes protest. I don't think they'd be of any significance where the NCAA basketball tournament would be in jeopardy. But what is smart? It's walking off after the NCAA rules against you. Yeah, I just don't think you can compare what Ivy Leaguers do to anything that we might see in the SEC. I mean, they're they're in a different world and might as well stay there. Um, <laughs> so, Dave, I'm not even sure what your question was. My question is, do you think you will see at some point, if the NCAA were to win, some sort of response from NCAA athletes? Should they respond? Should they protest? Well, yeah, if the NCAA says they can't make money, I mean, that's all, but that's not going to happen. We're talking hypothetically here. They're allowed to make money now. Oh, that's uh, the old days are gone. They're going to make money. You And the NCAA can't stop that. That's why, I don't know why we're even talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Okay, here's. But John, there's another. Oh, thing I, this too. I don't know why we're talking about this. We don't want to harp on it too long. That's for sure. But John, from the other side, and I, you weren't on the show last week. I ranted about it. Okay, say the NCAA loses. 
And Tommy Tuberville is absolutely asinine NIL law passes Congress, which which limits what players can make. It doesn't allow them to collectively bargain, and it doesn't allow them to use NIL for paper play. So if the federal government comes in and passes a law that limits players, well, then you might see them walk off the job. Do you I guys do know what? Do you, do you guys honestly, by the way, on the message board, uh, Kaylin says, I'm protesting working between 10 to 12 so we can all meet at Hooker's Corner. Where do we meet for that? Well, we'll be right there. And uh, Caleb's a John. John's already a John. So you can be a John on Hooker's Corner win weekly and monthly grand prizes. But did you guys know what uh, uh, Tommy Tuberville actually means in, in Native American? John on that. Oh, yeah, Dave. I know. I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Tell us. Yeah, me. Tuberville's the one guy that the NCAA was like, Dad, blame it. Why is he on our side? Now we look stupid. And <laughs> Tuberville literally said, John, I don't know if you saw his, his, his op-ed last week. He literally said, you know, this, you know, we need some regulations to teach players about commitment. Says the guy who walked off the job at Ole Miss in the middle of the season. Like... This guy's a known quitter. Yeah, it's um, – but say it doesn't matter what Congress does. does ultimately, it will go to the courts. And the courts are uh, – Well, yes, but the no, courts, it's about it's – about it's about a federal law, the antitrust law. But if a federal law is created to address college athletes and their rights, that would supersede the antitrust law. So then basically – what Tommy Tuberville is trying to do is to carve out is to use the federal government to carve out an antitrust exemption for the NCAA. Right. Which is, would get him votes from Alabama and Auburn fans. He is a total goofball. That's just begging for votes. By the way, hit well, like and just, subscribe. Might as well go back and play the games on a, the games on a plantation somewhere. I mean, that, that's not going to happen. No, we're not going to do that. All right, so go ahead and hit like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, two minutes, and then coming up, I-, I want John's take on this. Rick Barnes perhaps calling for open violence against coaches. And then we're going to get into yeah. Josh Heifel has a job opening. Should he go outside the family? He hasn't before, and I don't think he's going to this time as well. And if you're Ready to get underwhelmed, the list of names produced by 247 Sports will surely do that. Two minutes with John Adams and Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the Sports. Sand and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. 
Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Excuse me, Your Honor. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. That song there makes me miss the days that court shows just a little more respectful. And then we got to that Judge Judy thing, and she's just screaming at everybody, calling them idiots. John, do you miss the days of people's court? Uh, no, I like to hear people calling other people idiots, screaming at them. Yeah, fair point. Uh, go ahead and hit that. Did that. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and hit that uh, like button. Uh, please uh, subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. As uh, we move along, we talked a lot of NCAA. They're meeting right now, and um, uh, really Tennessee is in a win-win situation or, or, or a win-push situation. But this surprised me what John said uh, last night. It, it surprised me quite a bit. I'm going to get to it first. I'm going to flip a, a little bit. Now, nah, well, let's just go ahead and go with what the H now. It's a what the H, and that's brought to you by our good friend Don Self at State Farm. What the what was he thinking? Release the house. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All righty. Rick Barnes was joking on ball calls when he said he's putting in a new play. Anytime an opposing coach runs on the court, you have to call him. Uh, you have to, to call a time. Anytime an opposing coach runs on the court to call a timeout, just run him over. Quote, you go run over him. You've got to hit them. That was in response to Colonel Sanders at Texas A&M running out on the court. Great vest, by the way. Um, John, so what do you think of uh, Rick Barnes's decision? If somebody runs out on the court, uh, just uh, just Viscovi just elbows him right in the face. Well, uh, I appreciate Rick Barnes's sense of humor. Uh, I would recommend uh, fight fire with fire, have a player come off the bench as the opposing coach is doing. You have your, the last man on your, uh, on your bench should be designated as the hit man. And he takes out the opposing coach whenever he runs onto the floor. 
Caleb, I know that Rick Barnes was somewhat joking, uh, but seriously, you shouldn't be on the court, right? So that was egregious that there was no technical foul called on Saturday. But I'm going to redirect my blame to Rick Barnes because I think he's focused on the wrong things. And I and all and I'm I'm actually dead serious about this. We all agree, right? And John, I think you're with me on this that of any major sport, college basketball. Has I, by the way, me. you love when Caleb says, "I think you're with me on this," because you might not be, and it could be like I I, I don't know World War. II I'll get burned if you're not. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'll get burned if you're not. But I I, I know Davis, John. I would assume you are because most people I know are <laughs> of all major sports. College basketball has far and away the worst, worst officials, right? Like it's not even close. Yes. Oh, I think basketball is harder to officiate though. I think college football officiating has declined dramatically since in the time I've been watching it. Okay. Fair enough. But in general, I feel like college basketball officials are the most inconsistent officials in all of sports. They get things so wrong. So, yeah, they should have called a tech on Saturday. My thing with Rick Barnes is this. This is another example of how he operates on principle, which is it should be a technical. And he doesn't operate within the way things are, which is the refs missed the call. You need to figure out how to not lose by 16 points because you're playing Sakai Ziegler 40 minutes in a game. My issue with Rick Barnes is he's so committed to principle that he's costing his team. If he were Nick Saban, I mean, if he were coaching college football and like Nick Saban and then the game changed to go up tempo and Barnes didn't believe in going up tempo, he would not do what Saban did, which is go up tempo himself. He would stay playing the slow-paced football that, you know, would have had Nick Saban fall behind. If if Barnes were against the designated hitter rule in baseball, he'd be the one stupid enough to not employ the designated hitter in the World Series because he's against it on principle. Like, this is my big issue with Rick Barnes. He's so focused on principle and how things should be that he's not operating within the parameters given, i.e. his philosophy that you should earn playing time. Okay, fine, but you need your starters to be fresh in the tournament. So your principle that these players on the bench haven't earned their playing time has Zakai Ziegler and Jonas Adu gassed now, and it's going to cost you in the tournament. Well, my really only criticism of Rick Barnes is related to the postseason. You can't argue with his about his regular season success. I think you have to, as a coach, you have to, if you have a good team, you have to prepare for the postseason and what it takes to get there and then flourish in the postseason. And I think, uh, uh, I remember Bobby Knight, there, there, a coaching friend of mine talked to, this is years ago, Talked to Bobby Knight and Gene Cady. Bobby and Knight, Bobby Knight course, just knocked the hell out of him. Just uh, thanks, Dad. Bobby Knight was the coach at uh, Indiana, of course. Gene Cady at Purdue. Both very successful coaches, but Bobby Knight's teams did well in the uh, tournament. Gene Cady's teams never did. And uh, he asked my friend, I asked both coaches about their that preparation for the postseason. The NCAA tournament. And Gene Cady says, well, we work out a little more, da-da-da. Knight says he cuts back on practice time uh, for the tournament. And uh, they, they just spend less time overall. So I think that's, I think that's a criticism in general of Rick Barnes. They feel, people, I think, feel like his teams might run out of gas uh, 
in the postseason, which kind of goes to Caleb's point, are you playing guys too much? Um, so, yeah, it. I, I don't know. But it's hard to argue with Barnes what he's done. He's a great program builder. He's done that wherever he's been. Well, you John, a little bit of semantics here. John's saying you can't blame Rick Barnes for his in-season success, but if that leads Caleb to postseason failures because you shorten the bench and run guys too hard to get a, a a good regular season record, that sounds about uh butchish to me, like Butch Jones, make your program look better than it really is. Guys, that's two Butch Jones references during this show. It's a bare minimum. He's okay, he kind of I, I see. He seeps into your psyche, doesn't he? He does, and into his own psyche because he's got yeah. multiple personalities because he's a sociopath. And you yeah, want think, to remove that seepage from your psyche. Yeah, I think Go Rick ahead. Barnes is a good guy, which is the opposite of Butch Jones. I also think he's smart, which is the opposite of Butch Jones. So there are two things there that I would – I wouldn't say it's Butch Jones-esque. I think Rick Barnes – again – I think he has a philosophy and a principle and you're right. Like you, like you said, John, with Bobby Knight, he would lessen practices and things like that. Rick Barnes has this principle of don't do that. Rick Barnes. And by the way, I told Dave this the other day, if I have a, if I have a five-star recruit and caught, you know, as a son, Rick Barnes is the guy I want him to play for. I know that Rick Barnes will develop my son to play for the NBA, but teach him, not mean big, he's, teach him how to be, be a big postseason loser. <laughs> oh my gosh i mean what, i'm but, serious he gets to the nba playoffs and you know his load manage management it skipped the first round what he would in the nba they actually would load manage because they know that but in the what playoffs thinking, because he played rick for barnes, rick barnes rick rick barnes would teach him and develop him to become a great player he develops players rick barnes i mean grant williams is totally a rick barnes story that's Rick Barnes just developing a player into an NBA prospect, a three-star out of nowhere. I think he's a great developer of talent, and I respect it. And I think he has principles that I respect, and I think he cares about college basketball, and he has these principles on how things should be. But his rigid principles are – yeah, it helps him, John, building a program. But his unwillingness to sacrifice some of those philosophies is killing him in the postseason every year. That's why he's losing. So – why doesn't he say when you get to an end of the season, all coaches, I would like to think, even Butch Jones would say, well, maybe not Butch or, or Jeremy Pro, but most coaches would say, okay, what could we do better? Why did the season end short of our goal? What, what didn't work out right? What can I do differently? Wouldn't you think Rick Barnes, except being a good coach, wouldn't he think that? When you think I don't, about it, I don't think he. I think he knows what he could do better, but I think he so believes in what he teaches that I don't think he wants to sacrifice what he teaches. So for Barnes, if his thing was what I could have done better was give some of these other guys on the bench more playing time to rest my starters, and that would have helped me in March. He may look back and say that, but then he would say, "But I'm not going to do that because I believe in teaching these players that you earn playing time in practice." And okay, that's right. I, I, I can go with that. I can go with that. Um, I, um, I think Rick Barnes makes you a better person perhaps, but at the same time, I wonder 
if, if there is a potential chemistry issue here, John, if some guys that are younger think they should be playing more and you're supposed to earn it on the bench and or you're supposed to earn it in practice and not be on the bench, I get all that. But at some point you say, hey, guys, you need the depth. I'm not horrible in practice. Can I get a shot or are we just going to lose in the first round of the tournament? Oh, well, I guess you could go Travis Kelsey on him. Yeah, just bump it. Just knock that. Yeah. What? Dang. What the age? What <laughs> the game, man? Yeah. Hey. That's a drop. That's a good, clean recording. John saying what the age is as good as it gets. All right, John, a couple more things uh, for you, including Kelly Harper. But I want to get your thoughts on uh, Tennessee. They, they have a a hire that they have to make. Uh, so I wanted to get you to weigh in on that. First, I want to remind people that our NCAA shirts are your best way, uh, if you can't be in person, to protest uh, what the NCAA is doing, which is that is just making a mockery of this entire case and filing injunction after injunction. So you can get your uh, uh, University of Tennessee and Tennessee and Virginia versus the NCAA shirt right there. Go to Off the Hook Sports and click on our merch department. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, please vote on our poll question. Let's get John's take on that poll question. Josh Heupel's replacement for Jerry Mack should be blank in-house good thing going or splash higher, get the best. Where do you vote in on that? John Adams. I don't care how big the splash is. Just get the best guy. It doesn't matter if he's within the program outside it. There's been great continuity on Josh Heupel's staff. That can be really good. Sometimes it, it's not so good. just depends on the kind of guys you have. Okay. Gotcha. I want to get Caleb's take on that. But first, Kelly Harper. So John and I have, are having a conversation every uh, Monday evening. We, we have a conversation. It's kind of like a book club, except it's on the phone, and there's just two of us, and there are no snacks. We we don't have books there either, and there are no books. But other than that, it's it's a lot like a book club. Well, when was the last time you read a book, Dave? I have written half as many books as I've read. Thoughts? Discuss amongst yourself. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. 
Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So John just naturally said, um, he, he, he said, well, you know, Kelly's going to be back for next year. And I'm like, I didn't have my soundboard, so I couldn't play what the H in honor of Norm McDonald. But you seem to think she's just fine for next year. John, why? Because last year they won 25 games and Danny White gave her a contract extension to th- through 2028. Uh, I mean, I can see why he did it. I wouldn't have done it, but I can see why he did it. So I just don't think he would turn around. And then after a season, uh, Tennessee has won 15 games. It's probably going to managed to get in the tournament again, so avoid making history by becoming the first Lady Vols team ever not to make the NCAA tournament. So I just think he will – I just don't know how – I don't know how serious he is about the women's program, what it should be. I look at the program more as Pat Summit's program. I'm not saying you should be able to duplicate what she did, but I think it's kind of sad that the program has continued to decline little by little. So it really doesn't have much of a postseason presence anymore. Just out of kind of out of a, out of respect for Pat Summit, I would like to see the program do better because she did so much for the, for the program, for the university, for the entire state, for women's basketball in general. And now you have women's basketball. The game has really progressed. Uh, you have some really great players in women's basketball. Obviously, Caitlin Clark comes to mind now, most popular player in the sports history. And I think that's all of all of that. I think Pat Summit, if we, if she were here, she would be really proud of that because she worked so hard at developing the game. But at the same time, uh, the Lady Vols program is in decline. It, it just doesn't really have much of a presence anymore. And I think that's unfortunate. But I think it would have to be the administration would have to say, we want to be better. I'm not saying they should insist on you have to make a file for every few years, but occasionally make one. And that it's going in the wrong direction right now. And it's going to be up to Kelly Harper to change it. Okay, I agree with everything you said. So just so people know, Caleb and I may have outlandish views sometimes, but we're never. Uh, disingenuous. So I don't want this to be disingenuous. I I agree with everything that John said, but I'm just going to play devil devil's advocate with Caleb here for a second. Caleb, that's practically a non-revenue sport, even at their best to break even the football team when I covered them. And this has been a while ago, but I would assume it's about the same with different numbers had to donate a million dollars to the women's basketball team so that they would break even. It's a lose money situation. I am Danny White. I'm not going to spend money on a lose situation. I'm sorry about the nostalgia. 
I'm not going to do that. That's me playing devil's advocate. Caleb, you answer. I don't really feel that way. I believe everything that John said, especially about Pat Summit. But I'm going to play devil's advocate as businessman here. You respond. Y'all are going to find me crazy, but I think you can. I actually agree with your devil's advocate take, Dave. And, and I even further disagree with you, John, and I actually disagree with you too, Dave, because I think even with that devil's advocate take, you can you can actually care about the women's basketball program. Um, look, the difference between the women's basketball, here's where that devil's advocate take makes it a little bit different, women's basketball different than football. Women's basketball, you're not going to fire a coach until you're 100% sure she can't live up to the goals you want. Aren't we all in a hundred percent agreement now? We have don't we have enough evidence to where there is not a chance in the world that Kelly Harper will ever make a final four? She's not good enough as a coach. We're as okay, thoroughly that's sure an interesting of that. Topic, as Travis says, women are losers, according to Dave Hooker. I didn't say that. So <laughs> the so you're I think I know where you're going. Are you saying if you don't believe she can win a final four or get to a final four? that you've got to be looking elsewhere because you're Tennessee, much like Duke is Duke in, in basketball, in men's basketball. I, I think once you're thoroughly sure, and I'm thoroughly sure she can't, you move on. And here's why I think it, here's why I disagree with you guys. Danny White, I've, I've never been somebody that just like, you know, falls in love with institutional leaders. I'm not that person. Okay. But Danny White's track record, he is the greatest hirer in the history of athletic directors. Look at his track record back to Buffalo. He is the best in the history of athletic directors. He puts Jeremy Foley to shame, honestly, in terms of how good of a hire he is at coaches. And Danny White, if anybody can find a replacement that we know would be 100% successful and find him for cheap, that's Danny White because Danny White has done it a thousand times over. The list of coaches he has found out of nowhere who he's turned into superstars is insane. And John, let me, let me ask you this question. If Danny Watt believes in his heart of hearts that the best that Kelly Harper can do is sweet 16, maybe an occasional late, but he's looking into the future and there is not a, a way that Tennessee makes the final four in the next five years, but you're still selling out financially. Everything's good. Is that good enough for Tennessee basketball? Let me ask you, and it's brought to you by Don Self, your Chattanooga State Farm agent. Call 423-396-2126, 423-396-2126. Go to donself.net. That's donself.net. Over 40 years, you'll handle your claim. Customer service matters. It's not just about price shopping. So if Danny White could see that, an Elite Eight appearance, three Sweet Sixteens, and a first-round bounce in the next five years, should he say... Good with keeping Kelly Harper, especially given the fact that it's a non-revenue sport. Should he be okay with that? Well, I mean, we look at it differently. Danny White wasn't here for the Pat Summit era. He doesn't understand the impact. He, he does somewhat from afar, but he really doesn't understand the impact she had for Tennessee, for the school and for the state. And I know it's a non-revenue sport. But I guarantee you she raised a lot of money for that university simply by being Pat Summit. With all the contacts she made, with all the fans she had, uh, she made a huge difference. And she was a great, not just a great basketball coach, 
but a great ambassador for the University of Tennessee and for the state of Tennessee. And that's my that's my issue with it because I experienced all of that. And so I would look at it differently than Danny White does. Now, also to Caleb's point, a guy that's really good at hiring coaches, to me, there would be an ego involvement here. He's mm. got because he's got to say, well, look at my track record. I'm the man when it comes to hiring coaches. Yep. Now, I don't know if he's ever hired a women's coach, a women's basketball coach. He probably had. Okay. They were both wildly successful. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Research is a wonderful thing. I didn't engage in it before this show. But I think that's so. uh, So if looking at it in that light, I would say, well, I know I can hire somebody better. And to me, if Danny White, the hiring Danny White, that voice might say, I need to do better. I don't want to just have an okay program. I don't want to just be in the NCAA tournament. I would like to see, to me, that, you know, that's how a lot of athletic directors are judged. It's not just by their football program, but when you have all your, you know, look at baseball right now, you look at uh, softball, Tennessee's got some really good programs going and you want to be a part of that and you want to make the hires. And that's, that looks really good on your resume that we were good in all these sports, not just football, football, certainly the main thing, but that's why I think it should matter. If you look at it from a personal selfish standpoint is an AD Danny White should say, well, I can get a better coach than this. I think we should be competing for final fours every year. He could say that. But I don't I just don't see that because he get he gave Kelly Harper a contract extension last year. Now you could say, wow, she won 25 games. She went 13 and 3 in the SEC. She upset LSU, the eventual national championship champion. But she was two and twelve, two and ten, I'm sorry, against teams that finished in the final top twenty-five. And she lost to those teams by double digit margin on an average game basis. That's how you look at, and you look at her recruiting high school athletes. It's not, it hasn't gone well of late. So if you look at all those things, he could say, I believe we can do better. And I want us to do better in every sport. John, I'm going to use this story that I'm not sure I've shared with you real quick, Caleb. And that is um, Tennessee got Terry fair because I know I haven't told you the story. They got tennis. Uh, they got Terry fair because of the lady balls. So they had pretty much a four hour commercial on during the final four. And he said, man, they seem to take their sports seriously. I, while I know some people in the message board are saying that as long as football is good, everything's good. And that's the money. And I get that. Um, John, to have a four-hour commercial on ESPN in the Final Four when nothing else is on that Sunday before the Monday's men's game, pretty big. And um, you you can't buy that. And so if you can break even and get those types of exposures, then uh, you you need to expose yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. Well, okay. Oh wait, John, Caleb would like to. I gotta push back on John real quick because I think the contract extension, John. 
I think Danny White, if you look at it, Heupel's through 2029. I think Barnes is 2028. I think Heupel, Danny White believes that if he's not going to fire you, you at least need five years on your contract for recruiting purposes. He feel I think he feels that you're playing with one arm behind your back if you don't have a five-year contract, and then they'll just do the buyout later. I really think that's dated thinking in today's NIL world. Now, I, I don't mean, think coaches need a five-year contract. I don't think that has any impact. I was thinking that just the other day. I don't think you need a five-year contract for recruiting. And, and it's all about the buyout. You can make it a 15-year contract, and if the buyout's $10, then you can fire them anyway. John, I know you got to go, buddy. So um, we're going to get you Tennessee versus the NCAA shirt. Um, we expect you to join the uh, Patron group, uh, Patreon group. Patron group as well, if you want a shot. But the Patreon group uh, as well, you can be a John on Hooker's Corner and win great prizes. Everyone who joined the first week won a prize. What about that, John? Wow, that's kind of been one of my goals to be a John on Hooker's Corner. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. He is John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. (laughs) He's fantastic. In two minutes, we talk Tennessee replacing Jerry Mack. Stay tuned. Uh, Caleb, Dave, Offensive Sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment with a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Welcome back to the program. Please join the Patreon group. Uh, we have prizes to give out. 
We're going to give out some fire opal earrings tomorrow for Valentine's Day. And all you have to do is get great information uh, via our Patreon group. And can you tell me, Caleb, while I pull it up, some things that are going up today? Because I see already, uh, welcome to Hooker's Corner. I think you can see that, right, Caleb? And then, uh, by the way, Dave's mom was on fire with a Jennings pick, threw for one and caught one. That's right. I won like uh, $120. She goes, where's my money? I said, did you put your money down? No. Uh, things to know about 2024 signee Jeremiah's Heard. So we've got a lot going on. Uh, what are some things that are going to be going on on the Patreon page? Our Hooker's Corner uh, will be going up today. So we would highly encourage you to be a member. What else we got going up today, Caleb, is uh, you're putting my wife to work, apparently. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jacob Warren and um, we, we, our interview with Jacob Warren yesterday. We're going to have that go up uh, where he compares basically Jawan Jennings and Trey Smith leadership. Dave and I were debating that yesterday. And then we decided, hey, let's have a guy who was actually teammates with both of them compare their leadership. And Jacob Warren uh, proved, as you will see, that he is very insightful and also, he is very cut out to be a head coach one day because he knows how to talk to the media. <laughs> and problem is, he's too smart. That's yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, he. Uh, and it's brought to you by Sports Treasures, carrying over five million sports treasures and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. You just go to Facebook.com and follow Sports Treasures TN. Sports Treasures TN. Does Tennessee need a treasure? When it comes to replacing Jerry Mack, who I'm going to slip up, I want to call Willie Mac Garza for some reason. I don't know why. But is Tennessee going to slip up or get a prize in replacing Jerry Mack? So let me tell you something about, please hit that like button. And if you haven't subscribed yet, get your notifications on. About the running back position. That's where you put your best recruiter. Doesn't have to be a great X's and O's guys. Uh, an X's and O's guy. People, uh, great running backs can run to green. You have to teach pass protection. I get that. Pass protection with Dylan Sampson hadn't been so fantastic, and he's entering his third year. So I've got to wonder what was going on there. So I think this could be an upgrade at the position if Tennessee decides to go out and hire the best person possible. And right now, our poll question is, please vote. Josh Heupel's replacement for Jerry Mack should be blank. In-house, good thing going, splash hire, get the best. So, Caleb, where would you go on this? Because there's reasons to make an in-house hire. And I'm going to I'm gonna give you like three examples. But because here's, according to Patrick Brown of uh, uh, Patrick Brown of uh, 247, it's looking a little bit like an in-house guy. So here's the names that he has reported. But first, if you can't answer my question that would you prefer it be in-house or would you prefer that Tennessee um, goes out and hires a Trooper Taylor, a Jay Graham, a Montario Hardesty from South Carolina. It doesn't have to be a guy with Tennessee ties, but goes out and hires the best, I mean, dogged work in recruiting like nobody else. Your thoughts. I don't think it's close. I think you go for the splash outside. And the reason I think, and I don't usually say that. And it's funny because I don't say that about a lot of important positions. Like offensive line coach, I think you want to make sure you have the right guy that's going to coach your offensive line. 
receivers, I think Josh Heupel needs a developer of receivers. I think there is a lot of development middle work that goes there. Defensive backs, um, D-line. You guys know where I'm going with this. I don't think it's close that with a running backs coach, you go for the best recruiter you can find. Period. End of story. I don't care about their ability to coach on the field. You go for the guy with the best recruiting connections possible in the region. Period. Let's take a look at this list. And I, I want... Patrick to know because um, he watches the show every day and I want everybody to know that I'm not ripping Patrick Brown. I think this reporting is solid, but these listed names do absolutely nothing for me. So I'm going to bring it up now and you have Max Thurman. Well, um, everybody loves Max Thurman, especially his parents. He's currently a Tennessee offensive analyst. So this would be going the same direction that Tennessee went when they, uh, upgraded Kelsey Pope, receivers coach, and they did the same thing for, um, oh my gosh, Billy Halsley. Uh, they uh, they uh, hired him from within. Uh, so let's go to, and then Alec Ablin, too, was actually not a coach. Halsley was a coach beforehand, but we're talking about offensive assistants. Uh, Ashton Walker, another o- offensive assistant who I know you don't know. Matt Merritt, South Florida running backs coach. I think this could be a potential uh, splash hire. He was uh, hired by Miami as its running backs coach, but the Hurricanes have yet to formally announce this addition. And then you go to Anthony Tucker, Mississippi State running backs coach, Anthony Jones, TCU's running backs coach. None of these do anything for me. Um, So I'm quite comfortable, Caleb, with staying in-house. Let me give you a couple of reasons why. Reason number one it's an offensive coach. Go get the best recruiter you can, but you would agree it's going to be Josh Heupel's offense, right? Yeah. Number two, I have seen coaches come in and destroy chemistry. Sometimes it was their fault. Sometimes it wasn't. Dave Clawson did that. Now, I think you could argue Philip Fulmer shouldn't have hired him in the first place, and Philip Fulmer was the guy who created the chemistry issues because he was looking over his shoulder. But nevertheless, there were chemistry issues caused by that. Please hit the like and subscribe button. I'm going to go. Bob Shoup did that at Tennessee. What's that? Bob Shoup did that at Tennessee too. When Butch Jones hired Bob Shoup as defensive coordinator. Did what? Cause chemistry issues with the rest of the staff. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, Bob Shoup. Uh, Clearly Chuck Smith caused chemistry issues. He was taking away the responsibility from substituting during games. Uh, I know that was Derek Dooley's best friend, but that caused chemistry issues. And then he later went crazy. So I could go on and on and on. There have been four or five guys. And the culture of this program is great. So 99 times out of 100, I would be with you, Caleb. But you've said it so many times. The 2024 season is so big for Josh Heifel. I would go make a solid but easy hire. And I can't believe I'm saying this. From within the program, and tell Trooper Taylor, Jay Graham, Montario Hardesty, we'll see if this isn't the year. And that is exactly what I do. I, I would do. And I've, I swear to you, I would argue the other side 99 times out of 100. But in this particular case, keep everybody on the same page. Here's another player that they brought in that destroyed team chemistry is Kelly Washington. You just have... That chemistry to me is so fragile. Culture is so fragile. 
I don't think you want to screw it up going into the 2024 season. Take? I don't think it's possible for a running backs coach to cause chemistry issues. So I mean, everybody you named. Well, okay. Def- well, can, can, I, can I argue against that for a second? Sure. I don't think Trooper Taylor and John Chavis liked each other a damn bit. I don't think it hurt anything. I don't think it hurt anything when Trooper Taylor and John Chavis didn't like each other. Tennessee did win the East in 2007. And good, good, good you know, retort. It didn't. Um, but I know there were issues. Sides of the ball. I know there were issues. And, and well, and to support your point too, there were issues constantly between David Cutcliffe and John Chavis because they were battling over players. I mean, there was at your throat arguments. I want this guy. No, I want this guy. So, including uh, about, what side of the ball they would play, I'm guessing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, I don't think you realize how close a lot of players like uh, Jason Witten were to playing defensive end, or a lot of players like Carl Pickens was to playing defensive back uh, instead of wide receiver long term. I mean, those battles happened all the time. Um, well, so, the deeper story with that, it's funny because I think that was why. It seems like John Chavis and David Cutcliffe had those fights, but it seems like with Randy Sanders, John Chavis usually won those fights because remember Jonathan Wade converting over to defensive back? Oh, no, I feel he, like Randy Sanders was pushed he, over. He won all of those fights with Randy, which is one of the reasons I, th- I thought that Randy's got way too thrown under the bus. Yes, he wasn't a great coach, but he, he didn't win any of those fights. You know, he, he didn't get Rashad Baker, who Philip Fulmer comes out and said is the smoothest receiver I've ever seen from day one. And day two, he got moved to defensive back. So Sean Chavis flipped out. So that that is that is where Tennessee is. So I would I would argue uh, you're arguing that chemistry issues don't necessarily undermine your success, but I think you would agree that they certainly can. No, I'm not arguing that because I agree largely. I, I believe in chemistry too. I think that's Tennessee's biggest advantage with returning talent. I just don't think that I just don't think running backs coaches could possibly bring that chemistry issue. Running backs coaches are recruiters. Like that's all they are. I mean, they don't need to coach anything, quite honestly. And so I would I they I would barely have the running backs coach at practice. So it wouldn't even matter for it wouldn't even matter for chemistry anyway. I would I would I'd be like, hey, Joey, uh, Josh Heifel has Joey Halsey as his offensive coordinator. I would be like if I'm hypo, Joey, I run the offense. Why don't you go work with the running backs? And then I would have the recruiting, the running backs coach on the road all the time. Recruiting. Yeah. And then you've got, you got the announcement over the megaphone. Just want to let everybody know the only guy that's allowed to have a cell phone during practice is the running backs coach. Cause he's our Uber recruiter. Uh, it's yes. not, it's not the dumbest idea in the world, but um, now I'm, I'm all for keeping chemistry and I'm actually going to write a column about that. I just don't think this is the year that you potentially go out and get somebody. Now, like, I would you let Ontario Hardesty leave South Carolina or Georgia. You hire him and you say, just stay in South Carolina. You can live there even <laughs> just recruit the area for us. Yeah. I mean, you, well, it'll save us all <laughs> kinds of travel, uh, expenses, but Ontario Hardesty would probably be the one that I would say if he called, I would, I would go his route. But let me ask you this. That list of names that Patrick had is not really impressive. And again, I'm not knocking his reporting. But why aren't there bigger names on that list? Because I'm going to assume he's getting that list from somewhere. Why aren't there big names that want to come be a part of Tennessee's program? Because it's one of a couple of things. Either they view the offense as set and they don't think they're going to have a voice. 
um, or they don't believe in in Josh Heupel and long-term success, or Josh Heupel's not fishing for those big names. Those are really the only three possibilities of why there aren't bigger names. I mean, you've probably never even heard of those guys that they reported the 247. No, actually, I'll be honest, I didn't. It's three, but it's for a really good reason. Josh Heupel's in conversation with Danny White all the time. Every nickel or dime they spend on a staff member is a nickel or dime that boosters can't use in NIL money. And why open the Josh Heupel is so confident in what he's doing. Why open the checkbook for a big staff member that you don't think is that important? So what you want, and don't take the negative connotation with this, but what you're suggesting is you want a bunch of yes men that are running around that are going to do football wise, what you tell them to do and then recruit the bejesus out of their area is basically what you're saying. Yes. Right. Yes. Explain that it's brought to you by the hemp house, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Hemp house chat with two T's.com hemp house chat with two T's.com the hemp house. All right. Explain why, because on the surface, somebody just tuned in to say, I want to be surrounded by a bunch of yes men would be a sign of an insecure leader. And I don't think Josh Heupel is that. The days of Lane Kiffin's staff at Tennessee are over. Mm, I want to get to that. Go ahead. Yes. You don't open up the checkbook for staff members anymore because money spent on staff is money you can't spend on recruits. Recruits are more important than staff. Well, And, and finish up. Yeah, so I think that Josh Eichel, he's hiring competent people to do the job. He's not hiring Sal Sinceri to run the defense, okay? He's hiring uh, who you and I believe is a very good defensive coordinator in Tim Banks. He's hired a guy with SEC ties in Rodney Garner, and then he's hired a bunch of position coaches who can do the job. And by the way, as you notice, Dave, he's gone the Nick Saban route. How many analysts does this guy have working off the field with players? Um, Are you talking about Heupel or are you talking about what Saban Heupel. had? Uh, I mean, he's got a lot, but he doesn't have big name guys. That's the difference. He doesn't have but that's... former head coaches like Butch Jones, which is there's no name bigger than Butch Jones. And let me tell you something you you led me perfectly into, and we didn't talk about this at 3.45 a.m. production meeting, but you led me into this perfectly. That staff that Lane Kiffin put together wasn't going to work. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call out any names, but there were some people on that staff that were party town, party town. There were other people on that staff that were very, very Christian. And if you went back and looked at it and Googled some of my old stories, you could figure it out. There were a couple of the Christian guys that were going to leave and they were quality coaches. Um, they didn't like the way that it was a little too wild and they didn't like the way that their families weren't really welcome. So that staff was not going to work. I'm not saying Lane Kiffin couldn't have hired someone else and had success at Tennessee, but that specific staff was not going to work. And that's, that probably, staff, the, and that's probably the first time you've heard that, right? Because I know no, that is the first time I heard it. What, but I thought Lane one Kiffin who I can't remember left before Lane did. He was out the door, and we could go back and research that. Well, that's why he hired Kippy. Was it the wide receivers coach? Because he hired Kippy Brown as an assistant in the off season that year. Yeah, I believe it was. And then the the other one that was going to fall has been an offensive coordinator. I mean, you can Google it if you want, but he, it was going to happen. He's been an offensive coordinator in the SEC. They were going to lose him for I sure. I, I know for sure is. they were going to lose those two dudes. 
So, okay, so all-star staffs sometimes just don't work, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm now two staff members leaving is not a big deal. You can replace that. I mean, let's be honest. That late given staff, did you see Wolf of Wall Street, Dave? Uh, it's so it's it, it's so deviant. I hate to admit it, but yes, several times. So what you're saying is the Lane Kiffin staff was basically like the executives at Wolf of Wall Street. That's what a workday was like, basically. <laughs> yes, but they were all pushing in the same direction, which was Leonardo DiCaprio's character's version, and that was to make more money. Um, if you they went weren't all pushing guy, in the same direction said, as Lane. Well, yeah, if you went to a guy and said, we're going to hire you as the running backs coach, but in all honesty, dude, just get out there and recruit. He might buck. You need. What if you pay him? So he's Jonah Hill. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, call Trooper Taylor. Be like, we don't even want you. I mean, by the way, Trooper's actually a good coach. So I'd make him more than just a running backs coach. But like, oh, call, call, um, you know, call Ontario Hardesty. I don't know how good of a running backs coach he is, but just say. I don't need you at practice. I need you in Georgia and South Carolina. That's it. Georgia and South Carolina. Just recruit that area like your life depended on it. Here's a big check to do it. And never even show up for practice. We don't need you at practice, bro. We need you selling players to come to Tennessee. I would do that in a heartbeat. I don't know why that hasn't been done. I mean, honestly, I I, I can't figure out how, why that hadn't been done yet. Where you just don't get a running backs coach. A running backs coach is just basically another recruiter. Have him pretend to show up for practice once a week to pretend like he's like actually coaching something. And, you know, he'll give one bit of advice. You need to run harder right there. All right, I'm off to recruit. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I really thought the Trooper Taylor thing, that wasn't just a pipe dream. Because it would be great for us because Trooper's a friend of mine. Um, and, he, man, he knows the best soul food restaurants in Knoxville. He finds stuff that I didn't even know existed. Um, but I thought there was a chance of that because I think that David Cutcliffe the SEC office and uh, Josh Heupel have a lot of respect for one another. And I know that David is very, very high on Josh. And I'm a little surprised that maybe there wasn't a phone call made because I can tell you, you helped me with the year, but when they talked to Cutcliffe roughly, I guess it was after Lane Kiffin that uh, Trooper Taylor was going to be one of the first on his, his staff. So I really thought there was a chance that that might happen. That wasn't me just throwing stuff against the wall. They never throw stuff against the wall at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about the Fire Opals, the Tennessee tradition? Go to rickterryjewelry.com, rickterryjewelry.com. And anybody that is a member of the Patreon group will be up for a drawing tomorrow on Valentine's Day because I absolutely uh, love Caleb and I want to spend Valentine's Day with him. So we'll be on here and you can join the Patreon group and win some fire opals. We'll have a drawing tomorrow. So I, yeah, um, I was a little bit surprised. I, I think, and, and maybe there will be, what are the chances do you think out of 10 that there could be a splash hire? Uh, I think it's like three. I think Hypel is just, I think he takes your route and I think Hypel is so, cocky that um i just don't think he thinks it's worth a headache to find staff members that are splash hires i i really think i i think hypel is the type of guy who would say don't you guys know i'm the splash i think there's something to that and i that sounds cocky but i don't hate it 
Yeah, I think that's I think Heifel's like he knows that he is the splash. So he knows that it doesn't really matter who else he hired. Yeah. Portions of the program brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, 50 years in East Tennessee. Integrity matters. Don't trust a fly-by-night HVAC company to tell you that you need a new unit that could cost you thousands or more. Recently, the uh, Hooker family was able to use City Heating and Air Conditioning, and they did a fantastic job and did save us a lot of money. Please remember to support our sponsors. That is why we're here. Uh, we don't ask for uh, donations and those sorts of things. Uh, we would m- much, much rather you spend donations, say, on uh, Zach Turner's GoFundMe page for uh, his his wife who's battling cancer. Travis says Caleb will be spending Valentine's Day with a hooker, which is a little bit sad. The show represents and my wife too. I'll be spending it both with my with a hooker and my wife. But not at the same time. I hope. What are you asking me to no. do? No. <laughs> All right. A uh, twelve-team playoff. Will it allow a national championship game to finally be as riveting as the Super Bowl? The show represented by Banks and Jones. Less than 60 seconds, and we'll tell you why. I don't think it matters if the games are actually exciting or not. And Jones? Well, it's because they're Tennessee's trial attorney. You can play to win with Banks and Jones because they'll go to trial. You've heard of other lawyers. They say they'll go to trial and fight for you. They won't. They just want to settle. That's the easiest way out. Well, that's not Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. They won't settle. They'll go to trial for you. Tennessee's trial attorney. They play to win. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney when it comes to criminal defense or personal injury. Why settle? Banks and Jones. T. Scott Jones. Banksandjones.com. Caleb, why do close games matter when it comes to the college football playoff? Because we've had some duds early on, and it's continued to grow and get better. Do close games early matter in the NCAA playoff? Because you always want to walk in the door and make your best first impression, right? Dave, Sam, we've had some duds in the college football playoff is the understatement of the century. The college football playoff games have been horrendous. Okay, Michigan-Alabama was epic. The last three national title games, last four, last five, the last close national title game was 2017, seven years ago. They're all blowouts. I mean, they're they're snooze fest. It's been a... The 10-year college football playoff experiment was a failure, except for the fact that they're going to expand it to 12, if you believe in that, because the games have been absolutely terrible. Almost all of them. Well, but it wasn't a failure because people have kept they've kept watching. Um, it, I mean, I don't understand how you can call it a failure. You, you'll never fail fail with uh Annie Mason Real Estate, AnnieMasonRealEstate.com. Over 40 years of experience, best service and prices in the biz. It's not a failure if you're expanding andymasonrealestate.com i don't see how you're getting it was a failure the super bowl was the highest rated super bowl in history the most watched american television event in history on sunday there's a reason for that it's because the game was a was close in 2021 it was close in 2022 it was close in 2019 it was close in 2017, 2016, 2014, 2013. Every, excuse me, not 2013, 2012. Every Super Bowl I'm naming had game-winning drives or potential game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. And that is what's making it so exciting. 
you could survive the four-team playoff being duds. By the way, the BCS National Championship game was so much more exciting. Remember that Auburn-Oregon game in 2010 or the Florida State-Auburn game in 2013? Those were thrillers. Yeah, but but here's the other thing. A rising sea raises all boats. So I remember when Brian Kelly, and they asked him at halftime, they said, what do you need to do to get back in this game? He goes, well, we need Alabama not to show up. Okay, that didn't sound real smart at the time, but he was actually right. I mean, they they needed to raise their game. Notre Dame needed to get, and I'm going to say the big nasties. Some people hate that term, but I'm talking about the big defensive tackles that can move. Those are the guys that separate Oregon from Georgia. I mean, the speed guys are not the difference. Quarterback play is not the difference. It is two or three or four of those guys on a team make the big difference. So that Brian Kelly said to himself, I can't get those guys because they're in the South. And I think a lot of guys said that. I think Michigan said that. Michigan, you pointed out, didn't care about recruiting rankings nearly as much and just decided that, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build a tough physical football team that has speed. I'm not saying slow it down. So I don't think they have to be close early. I think they could be blowouts the whole first three years and people will just be up in arms. But the simple fact is the teams that won will love it. The teams that lost, their fans will want to come back the next year and win it, and it's going to continue to grow. So there might be a fall off from the top four teams to the next eight, and you'll see some blowout games. But I think over time, you're going to see that water rising bring teams up. I think they'll be more competitive than the NFL playoffs eventually. I think one of the things you're missing is that there are ceilings for college football programs that do not exist for NFL programs. No matter what Notre Dame does, it's not possible for them to be a top 10 program in college football. They have, they have stupid academic standards. And until they get rid of those, they're just not, they will never get the war daddies to compete. I also think hey, that what academic standards are out there right now? When is the last time, by the way, you've heard of an academic integrity? Notre issue? Dame doesn't get, so, you know, a lot of other schools, players can do summer classes and things like that and do coursework. Like that's usually not available, but they can do it then. So they can focus on football in the fall. Notre yes. Dame doesn't make Notre Dame doesn't make those exceptions. You have to take all the midterms in the middle of the fall, no matter what, by the way, Notre Dame, look at their record week of midterms for the past 30 years. It's, well, it's but- a terrible record. Yeah, my, and, my point is, I think everybody is going to bend the rules to compete with other teams. Notre Dame won't. That's their problem. Well, let me finish. In this college football playoff, except for Notre Dame. So if they want to hold by their stance, they're going to get relegated out of the Super Conference, which I, I talked to somebody, relegation's going to be a thing. Yeah, and Notre but, Dame is going the way of Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech. In 50 years, that's all they'll be. But... What I was going to say with this, with the 12, here's what I'll give you. I'll give you this with a 12-team playoff. I don't know what will happen in the semifinals, quarterfinals. I do think the good thing about a 12-team playoff is it increases the likelihood that there's not such a mismatch in the national title game, right? Because the, the problem has been a TCU can sneak one college football playoff win, but then they go to the title game and they're playing Georgia and they're outmatched. Or a Washington could sneak a college football playoff win and they go play Michigan and they're outmatched. You can't sneak three college football playoff wins, right? So if you get, no. if you get, I think, fo- I think yeah. football is the sport that the better team wins the vast majority of the time. Exactly. So at least if a 12 team playoff happens, I think the national title game 
well, let's be honest, it'll usually have two SEC teams. Um, but it'll have two teams somewhat similarly matched in talent, which will make for a more exciting game. My issue is, if these other games are blowouts, man, look, college football just devalued the regular season significantly with the 12-team playoff. Significantly so. They took away the magnitude of the regular season. If you take away the magnitude of the regular season to watch Boise State lose 65 to nothing to Georgia or Liberty lose 70 to nothing to Georgia in the first round, and that consistently happens, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to break from you, Dave. I think you will see team fans lose interest quickly because they'll realize they have no chance. Look at the NBA. The eight-seeded fan bases of the NBA playoffs, they don't really watch because they know their team's not going anywhere. And you're going to really hit that Dave. moment in football. Something like I was going to say of the S word. No, but uh, short term, I disagree because I think people will be so excited about the playoffs. It doesn't matter if it's 60 to three. Now, Derek says exactly, Caleb. That's why I don't watch college basketball. Your thoughts. Do you, does it bother you if there are blowouts? And and there are oftentimes a lot of blowouts in the first day of the tournament with the one sixteens and two fifteens. but we're talking about football. So uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to be excited to watch it. And then by the time you get to the third or fourth, Team, the f- third or fourth year of the college football playoff, it's that rising water. It's going to raise all boats because you're going to take that money and evenly disperse it among what I'm told is going to be about 50 teams. So at that point, that's still going to take two or three years, right? For a Northwestern to compete with uh, a Georgia, okay? And I'm not saying they'll ever compete, but at least you're raising the waters. You're giving them more money. There's more of an even amount of money to spend. Theoretically, theoretically, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but that's the idea. And in that particular situation, I don't think you'll see as many blowouts. So short term, I think fans will live it, live with it. Long term, I think you're going to see number five seed versus 12 seed be a nail biter half the time. I think college football. See, you and I don't disagree. I don't always believe a rising tide lifts all boats. I usually believe a rising tide uh, benefits the boats at the top. And in college football, it's going to benefit the boats at the top, which will be the Tennessees and, don't, and those schools will get a significant larger portion of the revenue because they'll be in the playoff more. I but think, it'll be the 50. I mean, they'll be a part of the 50, so everybody's a part of the 50. Well, yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be equal revenue distribution with that 50. Here's what I think is happening. I honestly am going to say it. College football is entering a period – College football is entering its own Roaring Twenties, um, which sounds great. If you guys know history of the Roaring Twenties, economic boom, everything's going awesome. Gatsby, parties in New York, Harlem Renaissance, the jazz era. And then what happened in 1929? And we realized that Gatsby was Toby McGuire. <laughs> 1929. We the Great Depression happens, and we find out the entire Roaring Twenties was built on a house of cards. That's going to be college football in ten years if they don't address this. Because right now, I disagree with you. I think, I think there's going to be a disproportionate. I don't know how, but the revenue is going to be unevenly distributed. So I don't think Rising Tide is going to lift all boats, and I think it's going to collapse the foundation of the sport if they're not careful, like NASCAR did. No. NASCAR made a bunch of mistakes. NASCAR tried to get too regional. That's why, um, sorry, Washington State, but I'm only taking one school from that state because you're not a big football state. Sorry. You know, sorry, either Utah or Utah State or uh, BYU. I'm only taking one, potentially, 
Sorry. That's just the way things go. So I think you've got to go with passionate fan bases, not be regionalism. Now let's look at NASCAR for a second. How else did they screw up? Well, they wanted, what's that? Because they created a playoff. Um, the, the, I don't think the playoffs, why they failed. I think it was already failing and that was like a Hail Mary. So I, the other reason I think that NASCAR fell off the face of the earth is they limited the personalities is one, you know, they had guys getting each other's face. I was at Bristol motor speedway and Dell Jarrett walked down the whole front stretch to go get in somebody's face. I mean, that was pretty awesome. Um, and, and then the other thing that I think they did is they wanted everybody to be level and that they had those cars of tomorrow. I don't know if you remember that. Um, so how could you make all programs level, which I'm not endorsing, um, would be some sort of cap, some sort of spending cap on players, which very well could end up happening. My thing with that is the thing I don't like about that is I don't think it's capitalism. Then I can't call and say, Brew McCoy, hint, hint, wink, wink, would you like to be on a ball report with me weekly? Um, that to me is is not American to not be able to make those. And he couldn't make money from me because there's a cap on what he could get. So that's what concerns me. But I I, I, I just think there are going to be within, within five to six years, I think we can expect every game to be pretty close, especially with the, with the way they've lined it up where the elite team, which is Georgia nowadays, it's not Michigan even in that category because they lost Jim Harbaugh, but it's it's Georgia, and you don't want them playing the 16. I'm fine with them playing the 8 eventually, but you don't want them playing the 16 because that's a guaranteed blowout. See, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see teams – be the Jimmy Johnson of college football. And that's why I bring up NASCAR. Jimmy Johnson cares very little about the in-season races as long as he qualifies for the Chase Cup. And he has taken advantage of that to the umph degree. That's killed NASCAR more than anything. Is Jimmy Johnson totally taking advantage of the Chase Cup? You can't blame him, but he's doing it. You're going to see some teams go nine and three. They may rest some starters for a game here or there. Maybe even a big SEC game. I do not believe off. that'll happen. I, I And let me ask you this. I'm going to take the ultimate situation, okay? The Egg Bowl. You, I think you mentioned one time you loved the Egg Bowl, right? Love the Egg Bowl. It's one of my I do, favorite I, things I to too. watch. I do, too. I do, too. I think it's just fantastic. Okay. Ole Miss, if they're at 10 wins and they're going to make the college football playoff either way, are still going to take a lot of pride in the Egg Bowl and beating Mississippi State. And they realize that seeding matters. So I think what you said there, as much as I respect and love you, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think teams are going to tank or load management or anything like that. When you said load management about college basketball, it made me think about football. You can't do that. You can't not play football for too long and just get right back into it. Dave, (laughs) I'm going to laugh because of all the examples you could have used, Use the team that Lane Kiffin coached. Because if any coach was going to be the first coach to load manage in college football, Lane Kiffin would be the first coach to do that. You and I both know he would. You couldn't do that. You couldn't throw a game practically against Mississippi State because if you did, your fans would be insane. No, it's different. Would There's you rather- that passion. Listen, I'm fine with the Cowboys if they play the Redskins the last game of the year. Sit everybody if you're, what, six, 
16 and 0 and got the first seed. But I'm not okay if I'm Tennessee fan and Tennessee's playing Georgia the last week of the season and Tennessee's 11 and 0 and they're going to make the college football playoff and probably get a bye as well. They still better go out there and beat Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee has a ton of rivals. I I don't see load management there. That would be really disappointing. Okay, question. Basketball. Say in one of those random years, Duke and UNC play each other three times, twice in the regular season, once in the conference tournament, and UNC wins all three times, but Duke goes and wins the national title. Who do you think has more bragging rights? You Really, this is not a debate. UNC sweeps Duke, but Duke goes and wins the national title. Who would you rather yes. be in that situation? Well, you'd rather be Duke. Exactly. If you would take like, you didn't lose on purpose. Okay, I'm. Si- I think people rest their starters a lot of times in the regular season in college basketball. Do you think Peyton Manning would rather have beaten Florida in '97 or won the SEC title? I think he's happier that he won the SEC title than beating. Well, if he'd have beaten Florida, they would have still played for the what SEC had, title and maybe what, the what, national title. What if he had beaten Florida but stumbled to Georgia and Arkansas and then didn't go to Atlanta? You think he'd rather do that, or do you think he would have rather lost to Florida and won the SEC title as he did? I don't know. The guy goes to a bar and throws around beers. I don't know what the guy's thinking nowadays. Um, I, I don't know what Peyton Manny would rather do, uh, but I just I don't think you're ever going to have load management in college football. I just don't think you can do that. I don't think players would be okay with it. But I never thought you'd skip bowl games either. So that that was something that Christian McCaffrey, who has had a fantastic career, did. And we're all like, oh, that no good. That's so, hey, he's a bad person. I can't stand that guy. Well, it worked out for him. Harold Group Security Solutions, they can make your workplace safer. They can make your kids School safer as well. We're in private schools now. We want to get in public schools. HaroldGRP.com. HaroldGRP.com. Harold Group Security Solutions. Highly trained individuals for you. All right. So we'll just ask you this. Do you really believe there will be load management in A, basketball sometime soon? Because really the stage is already set for that. Or load management in football because of the college football playoff? Yes. Yes. I think there will be in yes, college football. Well, there already is in basketball. People started doing it last year because this is partially the selection committee's fault. They made it clear they're not going to put any weight on the conference tournaments whatsoever. So you notice coaches who knew their teams were in the NCAA tournament, they didn't even play in the conference, try to play the conference tournament last year. So I don't think, I, I think that's done. Load management, the conference tournament is a thing now. College football, where it'll happen is. You're fighting for the second – it's the second or third C. It, it's the second or third place finish in the SEC. Either way, you're going to the college football playoff. But if you finish second, you got to go play that other game, which is the SEC championship. Why not just finish third and get a bye? Because you could potentially be playing on the road or not get a bite. You can't, I, with the way they set it up, I don't think you can do that. All right. So, tomorrow in the program, Jimmy Himes will join us. We love his input. That should be absolutely fantastic. Don't forget to check out, I'm going to put it uh, in the, uh, yeah, here we go. So, I'm going to put it right now in the message board uh, because by tomorrow, 
Well, we will be prepared. Uh, we are prepared to give away the Fire Opal earrings. Uh, don't forget that our friends at uh, Rick Terry Jewelry Supply, I mean, Rick Terry Jewelry Design, go to uh, rickterryjewelry.com. They have the uh, everything marked down 20 to 50% off. So take care of your loved one. I also want to thank Sports Treasures because we're going to be able to give away at the end of the month on March 1st, we're giving away a Hendon Hooker autographed helmet. Also, increased recruiting coverage on uh, our uh, Hooker's Corner. So be a member of that. Uh, we are figuring some stuff out on that, but today should be a big day for a lot of content on there. So we greatly appreciate you. He is Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.